Temporary feelings of anxiety or depression during the holiday season. That is the definition of seasonal depression or more commonly known as the holiday blues. What's cooking good lookings? Welcome back. I am your host, Sandra Gerges, and this is yet another episode of Mind the Matter. Alrighty, friends, today we are talking all about holiday blues. This episode is so, 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 so special to me because almost a year to date, December 24th, 2020, I released my very first blog. And it was all about the holiday blues. It was titled How to Get Yourself or Someone You Love Through the Holiday Blues. Um, Since then, I've released a few more blogs, not as frequently and not as many as I wanted to. But we've come such a long way. So this is such like a big emotional episode because it's like full circle, year-to-date madness. Anyway, that blog post is still up on my website. Check it out. It's peaceofempowermind.com under the blogs tab. I will also link the direct link in the show notes, but let's get to it. Holiday blues, why do we get sad or anxious or stressed or feel down during seasons of cheerfulness and joy and Christmas lights and cuteness and all of that, right? Like why? It just sometimes doesn't make sense. We're going to unpack that today and I will equip you with certain ways that you can help yourself or help someone you love who might be struggling with the holiday blues. First off, I want to let you know that if you struggle with any form of chronic mental health concerns, such as anxiety, depression, etc., you are more prone to seasonal depression or the holiday blues. According to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, they found that 64%, that's more than half, 64% of people with existing mental illness report that the holidays made their condition worse. But why? The thing that we don't often realize is the holidays are often magnets for stress, anxiety, depression, and even loneliness um, for some. And we're going to dive deep into that a little bit more. I just want to preface everything that I'm going to say by saying that I am by no means a licensed professional, nor am I a therapist. Please, 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 if you're struggling with this, do seek help from a mental health professional. Um, The advice I am offering is also by no means universal, and it's simply based off of my research and my knowledge and my educational background in neuroscience. So take this with a grain of salt. No, it doesn't apply to everybody and everything. And please do seek help if you need it. I will link a couple sources in my show notes. So let's get in. What drives the holiday blues? There are so many different reasons. Um, Let's start by pointing out that going home for the holidays or um, being around family members that you're not so used to being around or being around people that you're not so used to being around is a stressor where you're out of your comfort zone, especially if you're an introvert. Oh my goodness. If you're anything like me, I love being around people, but also it stresses me the F out. 
so many people, so much conversation, it drains you. It takes you out of your comfort zone. It takes you out of your element, and especially if you're going to visit somewhere for the holidays and you're no longer in your bed, in your house, in your apartment, in your space. You're being removed from your comfort zone and being faced with all of these elements of change and um, things that are out of your control. And that alone just causes stress for anybody. So that is a huge contributing reason. Um, additionally, if you are not one that goes home, being surrounded by emptiness because everybody you know has gone home is equally as painful, right? You're no longer having your friends or whenever you want to go out or the people you surround yourself with on the daily or the people you talk to on the daily are now too busy because they're around family, they're around loved ones, they're around um, a huge social circle where they don't have that disposable time or where they don't have the time or the ability to even see you or hang out with you. A third subcategory of that is if you are a workaholic. If you're a workaholic and you're typically worried like working 24 7 and you're often consumed and buried in your work having time off may be enough for you to experience the blues may be hard on you right typically when you're so consumed with work you exhaust yourself you sleep you wake up you rinse and you repeat with time off you're now forced to sit with yourself and you're forced to sit with your thoughts and you're forced to handle everything on your own and you're forced out of your normal routine and you can no longer escape or utilize work as an escape mechanism so a lot of times everything just floods back up and so it's it's really hard um, these are kind of the three situationally based circumstances that often drive the blues two other things that mainly drive the blues that aren't really like location-based time zone changes, the time the sun sets, sunlight, the amount of sunshine you are getting. The sun is setting earlier. The weather is colder. So with the decreased amount of daylight, you're also probably, if you're anything like me, facing a decreased amount of productivity because I'm very much the person that I'm like productive with the sun cycle, if that makes sense. So sunrise I wake up I'm good to go I'm ready to to get going when it gets dark I'm like a little less productive and now when the sun is setting at like 5 p.m instead of 7 or 8 or 9 I'm finding that I'm not being as productive as I want to be because my mood is being impacted and therefore I'm getting anxious about the lack of things that I've done and the anxiety is driving my depression and it's just it, it's this feedback loop that's all literally driven around the sun and how much sunlight I'm getting. And now lastly, this one is hard. Holiday seasons come with a lot of reminiscence and memories. And unfortunately, for some, that also means it comes with pain. While a lot of people are surrounded by family and friends, many aren't and many who are even surrounded by family and friends are missing and reminiscing times where they were surrounded by certain people that they have lost. End of relationships, end of friendships, family members, parents, siblings, um, people that they have lost, whether it be in that year, which is often harder, um, or in previous years. Uh, those, those are hard. Uh, memories 
are often revolving big events such as holidays and celebrations. And so celebrations often lead to the rise of feelings of missing that person and reminiscing and wishing someone was there with you and wishing you had that parent still here to experience this or wishing you still had that sibling here to see this because you know how much they love doing this or how much they would love this food or love this drink. So it is very, very hard on people who are missing someone, which is almost everybody, I want to say. Like, everyone's experienced a loss, but some people, it's more recent, and for some people, it's just hit harder. And so with social media being so popular and everyone spreading the love and spreading the holiday cheer about how amazing Christmas is with their partner or how amazing the holidays are with their family or celebrating Hanukkah with this huge family with parents and siblings and partners. Those who have lost a person or a loved one, seeing those posts, it hits. And it's like, man, I wish this person was still here. I wish my dad was still here. I wish my mom was still here. I wish my partner and I hadn't broken up. I wish my sibling was here. It's hard. It's hard. There's so many triggers, especially on social media. And it's very easy for this quote-unquote joyful spirit that we're spreading to be triggering to somebody else. And that's not to say don't spread the joy and don't share your happiness. But do understand that that is triggering. And that could be something that's actually triggering you yourself without you even knowing it. Those are five big things that I think contribute to the holiday blues. And now that I've kind of thrown all that your way, let me give you three things that you can do right now, today, to help with this. The first one, relating to my very last point, is take a break from social media. Posts can be triggering, even subconsciously. Unknown to you, you can get triggered by seeing that person post a partner because you lost yours or you haven't had one or whatever, right? So whether you consciously realize it or not, posts can be triggering. But also, screen time in general, TV, Netflix, computers, TikTok, oh, TikTok now, TikTok, oh my gosh, I'm guilty of this, but TikTok, all of these things, the light itself and the, the radiation that emits from the screens are actually really harmful for you and detrimental for your mental health year round. So instead of spending more screen time, take out a book, read a book, pick up a paintbrush, paint something, plant a new plant and name it and get ready to start the year with your new plant. Dedicate yourself to something that provides you with a tangible outcome. With a tangible outcome, you can then see it and feel like you accomplished something. For example, reading a book, tangibly you'll see how many pages you've read that day. Or painting, you can you will have a physical painting at the end. Whether you love it or not, it doesn't matter, but you will have something at the end. Spend your time in something that allows you a tangible outcome, especially if you are one that gets impacted by feelings of not doing enough or not being productive. And limit your scream time. Calm your mind. It will improve your mood and it will improve your overall mental state, whether it be during like the holiday season or not. But really taking a break from social media and investing in things away from screens 
will make a huge, huge difference to you. Second thing, my personal favorite thing, invest in a light therapy lamp. The things are so cute. They're like a little ball. Um, I actually have a sunset lamp, which helps me, but it's a little different from like a sunlight lamp. But I hate working after sunset. And during the holidays, I spend all my time in bed. I find it so hard to wake up early because the sun doesn't rise till later. I find it so hard to stay up late because the sun sets so early. And I find it so hard to be productive. And so having a light therapy lamp at your desk or wherever place you need to be productive or even next to your bed. So as soon as you wake up, you turn it on, even if the sun isn't out yet, you're giving yourself that vitamin D. It's actually helping improve your vitamin D levels and increase it because of the lamp. Light therapy. Light therapy is so big. Go on Amazon. Go on whatever website you want to and just buy one. They're like 30 bucks. Definitely, definitely worth the investment. And last thing, and it's something I actually preach people to do every day regardless, but place one thing on your calendar every single day that you look forward to and make it something different. It's not part of your routine. It can be like time-wise, but the activity itself doesn't have to be part of your routine. So for example, you can plan tea time with a friend or you can plan a Christmas movie night or you can plan present wrapping or you can plan cleaning your room because that helps with your mental state or whatever. Plan something that you're going to be really excited about that motivates you to get out of bed in the morning. And it motivates you to complete everything on your to-do list and it motivates you to grind through your day. And by grind, I don't necessarily mean like overwork yourself, but just get things done through your day so that you have that thing that you can do. Spending time for you and allocating time for yourself is the biggest serotonin and dopamine booster you could do. It's the same thing as like an adrenaline rush. Like you're so excited to see that friend or you're so excited for that coffee time or you're so excited to read that part of the book because you don't know what happens and you stopped at a cliffhanger. Give yourself that rush of dopamine. Give yourself that good thing to look forward to. Uh, personally, I plan it in the afternoon or at night so then I know that I can get stuff done throughout the day um, and have that looking forward to it. It's, it's my driving factor, but figure out what works for you. Figure out what time works best for you and what will be the most beneficial. Those are my three big things. There are so many more, there's so many resources, but I vow to keep these episodes short. So, um, I just want to cover one last topic, which is if someone you care about is struggling with seasonal depression or the holiday blues and you want to help them, but you don't know how. I'm going to give you six different things that might help you help those around you. First and foremost, you need to know that words and tone are key. They're key in any form of communication, especially if somebody is not in a pristine mental state, everything can and will be interpreted. So being cautious and aware of your words and your tone will make or break all of these steps. Regardless of your intention, words and tone are key. Let's jump right in. First, acknowledging that someone is struggling and letting them know that it's okay and that they're not alone. 
simply use phrases that are kind and leading and say, hey, you know, I noticed you haven't been doing X, Y, and Z. Hey, I just wanted to check up on you. I've noticed this. Or, hey, how are you feeling? I'm here for you to talk. And whenever they do open up and whenever they do talk to you, don't hit them with toxic positivity phrases and don't make it all about you either. Don't hit them with, it will pass, it's just the season or it's a phase or you'll get over it. I don't understand why you're depressed. You have X, Y, and Z or, you know, you're not alone. I'm feeling this way too. It's not about you. If you're wanting to help that person, it's not about you. Even if you yourself need the help, if they come and talk to you and they offer their help to you, that's something. Or if you go ask them for help, that's also something. But if this person's opening up about their personal feelings and you tell you hit them with yours, that doesn't comfort anybody. It really doesn't because then they're like, okay, well now I don't want to burden them with how I'm feeling because they're also feeling this way. So that shuts them off. Acknowledge that they're struggling. Let them know you're there and don't make it about you. Two, use open phrases that can create a comfortable space. So instead of how are you, try something like how are you feeling? More guided questions. Use things that promote talking about feelings. Use things that talk about um, like things that are changing or things that might not be great. Uh, rather than just your traditional, hey, how's it going, you know, but more guided questions with a calm demeanor, demeanor, very patient, allowing them the space to open up. So com create comfortable spaces by using open-ended questions and phrasing. Three, sympathize, but also give them control. We don't want your pity. Nobody wants to feel pity. They simply want you to sympathize but they also want control. So instead of saying, oh, I understand times are hard. We can do X, Y, and Z. Try saying, I understand times are hard. How can I help you? What can I do? Is there something I can do to make it feel better? Validating, saying you understand how they're feeling. I understand being home for the holidays is stressful because you're being around your parents is triggering. What can I do to help? Is there anything I can do to help? right? Offering your services without forcing it upon them so that you open the space for them to tell you what they need from you. Four, don't undermine their emotions. Rather, offer validation. No one wants to be told, I don't understand why you're feeling that way. I'm gonna punch you in the face. You don't need to understand. You really don't. You don't need to understand. Emotions are emotions. They're felt by different people in different manners. And you don't have to understand for you to acknowledge and validate. I'm going to repeat that. You don't have to understand someone's emotions for you to be able to acknowledge and validate. They're not your emotions. Five, don't turn the conversation about you. Don't use I statements. So don't say, well, I go through this and I feel this and this and this and this. Anecdotes are great but they really don't help because anecdotes are personal stories. And when someone's being vulnerable with you, they are focused about them. They are concerned with their own feelings and their own emotion and their own sense of reality. And that unless they ask you, how did you get through this? Or do you struggle with the same thing? Or I noticed that you've gone through this. What did you do? Unless they 
directly ask you a question asking for an anecdotal advice, don't turn it about you. Don't make it a story about you, but rather just keep the conversation about them, keep the conversation about how they're feeling, and the only part where you come in is offering your help and your services at their discretion, whatever they need, whenever they need it kind of thing. Of course, set your boundaries, but different story. All right, lastly and most importantly, remind them that they're not alone in the way they're feeling. This part is tricky because if you do it wrong, you're probably going to relay a message of commonality and unimportance. So if you aren't careful with the words and the tone that I said at the beginning of this section, um, you're going to make that person feel like their emotions are no different or their emotions are underplayed in the grand scheme of things. It's going to make him feel like, oh, well, everyone else struggles with it. I don't get why it's such a big deal for me to struggle with it. It is a big deal. It is hard. Just because many people struggle with it doesn't mean it's easy. Instead of saying things like, you're not alone, a lot of people feel that way too, try something like, I understand times are hard for many people for different reasons, but I want you to know that I'm here. I am here for you with whatever you're struggling with. So it's saying, hey, listen, I get it. Times are hard. I get it. It's hard for a lot of people. And there are different reasons why it's hard. But don't worry, I'm here for you. Um, if that person told you why it's hard, so you can include that in there as well. So saying, I understand times are hard for many people. And I understand for you, it's really hard because of this. So it's like that subtle slide of like, hey, by the way, you're not alone. But without saying, you're not alone, get over it. Offer being here and not there. It's such a, it's such a slight difference. It's so slight. It's so slight. But saying I am here for you rather than I am there for you. Here indicates in the present current moment. There indicates like a futuristic out of reach kind of situation. Words are so important, especially if you're anything like me and you're an overthinker, overanalyzer. But when people say, I am here for you, there's a sense of urgency in the present. There's a sense of urgency in you being here. Like, you're not there for me. You are here. You are literally here for me in this moment, in what I'm feeling, and how I'm doing. So, of course, this is just an overview of everything because I do want to keep this short. But let's just recap real quick the three different sections. One, what drives holiday blues? It could be that you're a workaholic. It could be that you are spending time in an area out of your comfort zone. So going home for the holidays, um, visiting family, friends, being in your partner's house with their family for the first time, out of your comfort area. Three, being lonely because you stayed home and everybody else left. Four, lack of sunlight, vitamin D deficiency, and just the changes in the daylight hours. And five, reminiscing and memories and missing loved ones. What to do if you do have the holiday blues? I gave you three big important things here, which is one, take a break from social media. Two, invest in a therapy lamp. And three, plan one thing every day that you look forward to. And lastly, how to help somebody who's struggling with seasonal depression or the holiday blues. And I gave you six different things. So first, acknowledging that they're struggling. 
and let them know that it will be okay and not making it about you. Two, use open phrases and creating a comfortable space. Three, sympathize, but also give them control. Four, don't undermine their emotions, rather offer validation. Five, not turn in the conversation about you. And six, reminding them that they're not alone in the way that they're feeling. So while the holidays are great times and they're so exciting and they spread so much cheer, they also are painful times for some people. So if you yourself are impacted by the holiday blues, know you're most definitely not alone and know there are people and resources that help. I will be posting links in my show notes um, for you to reach out if you need the help. And more importantly, know that you're not doomed and nor are you a slave to these emotions. They do exist. They do suck. But we're here to work through it together. You and me, we're not alone. We're in this together. If you know someone who's struggling with it, please do reach out to the best of your ability. Be mindful of your own boundaries. Don't let somebody's struggles be an excuse for you to drop your boundaries because that's also really important, which is something that I actually really need to do an episode on, so might be coming up soon. But happy holidays to you all. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your year. I will be dropping one more episode um, next Monday, the 27th, and that will be the last episode of the year. Been a crazy year, but you won't want to miss this episode because it's all about New Year's resolutions and I'm dropping some news so until next time follow me on instagram check out my website dm me like comment share please comment leave a review if you're on itunes um, and share with somebody you love or someone you think might be struggling with the holiday blues but until next time stay empowered